Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn. We are looking this week about becoming what God calls me to be and calling this uh, running your marathon to maturity. I think we all can kind of agree life is kind of a race. Uh, the Bible talks uh, five times about how running a race with Jesus, uh, the, our lives, uh, compares it to that. And and want to look at today with you. Uh, yesterday we started with three things, and I want to share the other five today on how this race in life, it's not a 50-yard dash. It definitely is a marathon. I think we can all agree and sharing eight things that we can use to help us become what God calls us to be. Yesterday, we shared three of those. One, simplify my life. Two, don't get impatient or in a hurry. Three, spend time focusing on Jesus every day. So if you missed yesterday's program, I would encourage you to go to our website, hopeisheretoday.org. That's hopeisheretoday.org. You can listen to that 14-minute program or go to our YouTube channel. You can actually watch it. Uh, our YouTube channel is simply Hope Is Here. And then my name, Greg Horn, that's H-O-R-N, and you can watch that 14-minute program. But, you know, part of the thing about spending time focusing on Jesus every day, I'm so thankful that Jesus never asked us to do anything that he didn't do. He, he was such a great role model for us. In Luke chapter 22, verse 39, it says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives to pray. It's fortunate to see this in Israel when I was blessed to go last year on a trip to the Holy Land. And, you know, I love that verse. It doesn't, you know, when we say Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives to pray, I mean, it means it was his habit. Um, man, I hope that you are in the habit of spending time with Jesus and reading his word and praying and I'm going to chair in my house. That uh, That's my go-to place in the morning, my cup of coffee, first thing in the morning, just spending time with Jesus. And the more time we spend with Jesus, the more we'll look like Jesus. A fourth thing, uh, if we want to become what God is calling us to be, is when life gets hard, we have to remember the reward. When life gets hard, we need to remember the reward. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 2 and 3 says, Jesus not give up because of the cross. On the contrary, because of the joy that was waiting for him, he thought nothing of the disgrace of dying on the cross, and he is now seated at the right side of God's throne. Think of what he went through, how he put up with so much hatred from sinners. So do not let yourselves become discouraged and give up. You know, doing ministry now for over 20 years, I think one of Satan's greatest tools is discouragement. Maybe that's where you're at today. You're like, Greg, I'm just really discouraged. And friends, I understand. I've been there numerous times in my life. But I want to encourage you, just like Jesus, even though he went through a brutal death on the cross, he thought about what the joy was going to be, that one day he was going to be seated right next to his heavenly Father. And I want to encourage you today to know that one day, there'll be no more pain, no more suffering, and you'll be with Jesus in heaven with other loved ones that has gone before us. But, you know, you ask, you know, well, Greg, does Jesus understand what I'm going through? Well, friends, he does. I mean, was Jesus lonely? Absolutely. There were times that he was. Um, Jesus in John chapter 16, verse 32 said, But the time is coming. 
Indeed, it's here now, when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. Was Jesus criticized? Yes. Betrayed? Yes. Misunderstood? Definitely. Times when he was worn out mentally, physically, and emotionally, you better believe it. But friends, since God did not spare his own son through going through these things in life, uh, should we think that we're going to be spared from challenging and painful seasons of life? Do we think we should get an exempt, be exempt from them? No, we're not going to be. Yet I'm thankful that we do not walk through trials and tribulations alone, that God walks with them for us, with them, uh, with us. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says, After you suffer for a short time, God who gives all grace will make everything right. He will make you strong and support you and keep you from falling. He called you to share in his glory in Christ, a glory that will continue forever. I love that part of the verse there in First Peter 5, 10 says, God will make you strong and support you and keep you from falling. You may feel a little weak right now, but God's like, you know what? I've got you. I'm going to help you, just like he did there in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. Romans chapter 8, verse 17 says, Since we are God's children, we shall share his treasures. For everything God gives to his Son, Jesus Christ, is ours too. But if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering. Well, let's be honest. I love the first time that verse I'm going to get to share in all the treasures, all the blessings that God has because we know God owns everything in the universe, right? And one day we're going to get to share those. I mean, what a deal that is. But the last part of that verse, man, if I'm writing the Bible, I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm not putting that part in. People won't read that. The last part says, you know, if we are to share in his glory, we must also share in his suffering. Of course, we know that uh, if you go to the gym, you know, there's that no pain, no gain. And you want to have a better physical body you've got to work out and you know as a follower of jesus we have to understand that if we're going to grow and become all that jesus wants us to be sometimes we have to suffer and go through painful seasons of life a fifth thing if we're going to become all that god wants us to be is we've got to gather a team to run with me gather a team to run with me you know, I see friends of mine on Facebook that they like to run marathons, so they always train most of the time with a group of people. It might be just one person, but a lot of times it's four or five, and it just helps all of them, uh, you know, stay motivated and encouraged. When one gets tired, the other one can lift the other one up and say, we can do this. Let's keep going. And I love this old proverb, to run fast, run by yourself, but to run far, run with other people. Yeah, I want to make sure you understand that, I mean, that's such a great proverb about don't to run fast, run by yourself, but to run far, run with other people. But you don't need 100 people. You don't need 10. Just two to three, maybe four at most to do life with. Uh, when you feel like giving up, they support you. When they feel like giving up, you support them. I mean, Jesus had the 12 disciples, but... And he had three guys that were definitely his guys, Peter, James, and John. So Jesus, once again, I think, always models what he wants us to do. You know, in the New Testament, the 50 times the phrase one another or each other was used. Love each other, pray for each other, encourage each other, serve one another, admonish one another. 
<laughs> we don't like that word admonished, do we? But, hey, we all need to be admonished sometimes, don't we? But you know what? We need to do life as a team and not get discouraged. Sixth thing that we can do to become what God calls us to be is remember, God is cheering me on at every stage. I mean, friends, we all need somebody to cheer us on, don't we? And yet, I want to remind you that God's always cheering us on. I've been speaking some recently through Hope is Here Ministry. Uh, it's some of some to some middle school and high school kids. Uh, been partnering with my good friend Gerald Gibson and Geo is uh, he likes to be called, and uh, I'm fortunate to be a friend, so I can call him Geo now. And uh, we've been partnering together with his his organization called Operation Making a Change and talking to kids in middle school and high school about suicide and trying to do suicide prevention to help them uh, when they get discouraged to not be swayed toward ending their life by suicide. And uh, I was waiting to speak with him, and he was introducing me, and I just was sitting there praying, asking God to give me the right words to say. And I kind of had a talk prepared, but I also always want to give the room for the Holy Spirit to to move and to help me. And also then hit me that when I was in seventh grade uh, in middle school, I remember getting pulled out of class to go take speech classes. I struggled with saying my S's correctly, and I just thought, you know, God, wow, what a sense of humor you have that fast forward 20 years later that I would be sharing about your goodness and that I would have a radio program for over five years, over a thousand programs recorded I would go and speak at churches and to youth groups, uh, to middle school and high school classes. And this is all from a guy that used to have to take classes for speech because he did not announce things, enunciate very well. So I just thought, God, you're such a good, good father. Thank you for your generosity to me, Lord. And you were cheering me on even then in seventh grade when I was taking those speech classes. And so I want to encourage you today, don't give up. Don't give up. You know, God's a lot like the weatherman. You don't know when he'll get there, but he always delivers. So I want to encourage you to stand on that promise today. Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ Jesus saved me for and wants me to be. I'm still not all I should be, but I'm focusing all my energies on this one thing, forgetting the past and look forward to what lies ahead. I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. You know, friends, uh, one of the things I know that keeps people from becoming all that God wants them to be is by living in the past. And I think the last part of that verse is so huge in Philippians chapter 3. Verses 13 and 14, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us up to heaven. I love the part he says, I strain to reach the end of the race. In other words, friends, it takes some effort. Sometimes it just takes some effort to press through those hard things. A seventh thing that we need to do, if we're going to become all that God wants us to be, is we've got to take every step with purpose. Take every step with purpose. I mean, this is one that, uh, honestly, I've been reflecting on a lot recently uh, between things with Hope is Here Ministries and Gardenside Christian Church and uh, just life in general. I've been really, really busy, and 
Some of them it's been really good things, and some it's been painful things. And yet, I'm realizing that uh, you know I was getting a little fatigued recently, and realized that you know I'm just doing too much uh, and not had a break. And I'm trying to ask people to help pray and also help keep me accountable to make sure that I take a Sabbath. Because I can tell you, when you're in ministry, especially when you have two ministries, uh, there's always something to do and always somebody that you want to help. And yet, if I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be able to help take care of others. So I've really been asking God to help me, show me what to do with the 168 hours that he's entrusted me with, and all of us have been entrusted with. And then sometimes you get more specifically, just, Lord, what do you want me to do in this 24-hour period that you blessed me with? And you know, we all, a lot of us like the winter or spring, some. Uh, the winter or summer Olympics. And, you know, we hear stories from these people that qualify for the Olympics from the top athletes in the world about how they uh, go to bed early. They get up early. They eat a certain way. They don't do certain things. And sometimes, you know, to follow God's calling for our life, it may require some of those same things. Well, the last but not least thing that we're going to look at to be able to know God's will for our one and only life is we're going to know that God, if we don't get everything finished, God will get it finished one day. God will get it finished one day. It all does not depend on us. You know, we don't get our to-do list done each day. And you know what? That's okay. God says, hey, I'll fill in the gaps. I'll take care of it. And so I just want to encourage you today to do the best that you can. Instead of asking God, why is this happening to me? Asking what are you trying to help me learn in this season of life? He's a good, good father, friends. He wants to listen to you, but he also wants to help you, and he doesn't want you to stay in spiritual diapers. He wants you to mature as you run this race of the marathon to maturity. Thanks for listening today. I hope you'll join us again tomorrow. My name is Greg Horn, and this is Hope is here. Thank you for listening to Hope is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today. Dot today.